Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe podcast. And on this week's episode, we are talking about The Haunting of Bly Manor, the Netflix original series, sequel to The Haunting of Hill House, which I have not seen, but you don't need to see, apparently. Um, we're going to go ahead and get this thing going. What's going on, guys? It's Ron. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. Um, yeah, so this is um, episode three of Halloween month, uh, kicking it off with, uh, or not kicking it off, continuing the action with. Uh, a Netflix original series that has been hyped up to me for a really long time, at least while well, Hill House was, um, and I still have yet to see it. But um, yeah, so we watched Blind Manor. So uh, we'll get to that here at the end. Stay tuned to the end of the show for that. Um, but before we go any further into the episode, we got to make sure that we remember our pickle of the pickle week. <laughs> of the week. <laughs> Ah, uh, good. Uh, my it. pickle of the week is from Boom Studios, Dune House Atreides, number one, of uh, however many part miniseries, maxi series. It is 12, 12 issues. A 12 issue maxi series, yes. Mm-hmm. Limited I, series. I didn't know. Ma- uh, maxi series, Dylan. I didn't know this was coming out until uh, somebody asked for it at the shop. T- timely, huh? Yeah, I know. Huh? Yeah, just in time for the movie. I mean, you, I feel like they would have, de- they should have delayed it, right? I mean, that's what they did with the with Eternals. Yeah, but but who cares? Whatever. Give it a time to run for a year before the movie comes out. The book's been now, out, right? Now the trade will be yeah. out for the movie. Dylan, what's your pickle of the week? Mine is was also Dune. That's that's my real pick. Yeah. But since that was taken, I will pick Silver Surfer Black trade paperback. Ooh, it's finally Did, coming out. It already it, came out in like a big size. right. Yeah, but now there's like a normal digestible fifteen ninety nine like regular size trade. You know, right. And we should Word. say that this is just in time for the Halloween sale. This yes. will be 40, even this trade will be 40% off next week. Even this. Next week. A week from today. Isn't that weird? Yeah. It is weird. When did, Halloween, when did Halloween come up? Yeah, You know, like <laughs> a week from the day, it's the sale. Two weeks from the day, it's an election. It's wild. What is this year, dude? Wild. There is no year. It, it doesn't. It's all, it's all just a corona blob. Yeah, that's uh, my thing. pickle. Uh, is going to be X Men number fifteen, fourteen. One of the two. Uh, <laughs> part of part of the Don, uh, the uh, ten of swords, X swords. <laughs> part I don't know, ten or something. It's good. Part who knows? It's been a it's been about a year or so since House of Powers came out. So well, wow, yeah, I guess pretty so. crazy. It's pretty crazy. Okay. Um, this is the part of the show where we would like to remind everyone to please head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It really helps us out, and it helps new people find the show. It will also help us achieve our 2020 goal of getting Rotten Tomatoes verified. Once we hit 200 reviews, we will start affecting the rankings of the films that we review. So please do us a favor and go do it. Um, we're going to talk about our events. Um, thank you, everybody who came out to the paint night this past Saturday. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I painted... Um, a Shadowrun Mini and a Minotaur uh, Labyrinth Guardian. Um, I had to fix this one because the, the Shadowrun thing that I painted was all janky the first time and I went back and redid it. I still got to do eyes. Eyes are really hard. Uh, it's no good. But um, this coming Friday, the 23rd, we have Keyforge uh, Chainbound. That is where you bring a deck from home, play it, and it's ranked. Um, we're playing that on our Discord server. Just like all these virtual events that I do, they're on our Discord server. Uh, you can find the link to that at BRC Uncanny on Twitter in the bio. 
Um, that's all I have for this month. Um, let's see. Like I said, we Facebook have Live Hall- today. Oh yeah, Facebook Live today. Of course, we uh last week ended up being really good. I know I said there weren't a lot of big comics, but there were a lot of a uh, like key Spider-Man issues. You know, you no, know Dylan always like, pulls it out. I know. Well, not always, but last week there was a bunch of Silver Age Spider-Man that oh, sometimes uh, it sucks. that 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 came through. This week is truly a cooldown week. There's not um. There aren't many high dollar books, you know. There's a lot of uh, Silver Age, like yeah, twenty to fifty dollar range. So there's like some higher dollar books, but not like any you know hundreds of dollar books, um, and lots of cool cheap books also, and some cool bundles. And nice. next week we're really getting ready for next week, which is the half price live sale. Ooh, to kick It'll off the uh, the Halloween sale. Yeah, That's um, be which is a week like we said a week from today, uh, Wednesday through Sunday. November no October twenty eighth through November first, all five bedrock stores. Everything in the store is on sale. Yes, fifty percent off back issues, forty percent off trades, twenty five to fifty percent off toys, and basically twenty five to fifty percent off the rest of the store. Awesome. And then this Saturday is our second DC virtual signing for Swamp Thing Twin Branches. With Maggie Steiff Vader and Morgan Beam, the author and artist, and it's a cool uh, DC Ink book, basically. So we're gonna call it Ink, um, <laughs> and that is at 7 p.m. Um, at BedrockCity.com/live, and you can go on there and ask questions and, uh, you know, request a signed copy, get a free poster, stuff like that. Word, nice. That's it. That's the that's the that, thesis. That's the thesis. Um, what I done did. Um, I painted miniatures. I didn't, and I watched Blind Manor. Um, I didn't do anything else worth mentioning. Yeah, uh, I'm a pass too. I didn't really do anything either. I'm sorry. Well, you watch or, TV, uh, uh, obviously. Yeah, Ronnie boy, uh, what you done did? I ran my D and D session. Your Naruto uh, put them in the Naruto universe. Yeah, uh, it was pretty cool. Uh, I think I can do better, but it is what it is. I gave them some some powers and stuff. It was nice, you know. Yeah. I mean, they, they were all, they were all ninja or what? I'm sorry. What was the story? Uh, so we've been uh connecting all of our sessions together. Um, so basically, we're we're fighting some goblins and stuff, and they overrun the town of Naruto. So it was pretty, it's pretty fun. Goblins in Naruto. I know. Hey, no. it's pretty wild. It's pretty wild. Those are the concessions you got to make when you have rotating DMs and, <laughs> and, you know. in, and in theory, the same universe. Like, okay, uh, now we're fighting theory, zombies. Yeah. In theory. Rather than just, uh, like, oh, whatever, let's do a what if, and now we're transported right. here. Now yeah. we're on a cruise ship. That's and, pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. You'll, you'll get better, youngest. You'll get better. Thanks, baby boy. I need to do some, some actual reading and stuff, you know? Right. Or you won't. But like, I just put this all together. No, I will. I mean, I bought all the, all the, core dungeon uh dungeon books D&D the three books, so yeah the three yeah that's what you need honestly Sweet. that's all you need. but um you do anything else young homie no that was it all right let's get into the news um there's a i'm gonna start it off with a news article new news article that isn't <laughs> on here um <laughs> cyberpunk red the role-playing game uh was pushed back and delayed and undated for a while Surprise, oh, no. it's coming out November 19th, same as the hey. new game. Hey. So we will have that, and I'm getting super hyped. It's going to be cyberpunk everything. 
I'm buying it. Play the tabletop, read the comic, do the video game, all of it. The comic's um, good. Yes, it is. Um, Wonder Woman 1984 star Gal Gadot uh, <laughs> reteaming with Patty Jenkins for a Cleopatra movie. Um, Deadline reports that Paramount Pictures has won an auction, beating off the likes of Universal Pictures, Warner Brothers, Netflix, and Apple TV for a Cleopatra starring Gal Gadot, directed by Patty Jenkins. They've previously teamed up for a Wonder Woman's, obviously. <laughs> um, that, that seems like a good fit for her. I'd watch that. I'm sure we'll maybe review it. I've never like really cared about Cleopatra, but no. Um, yeah, neither have I. Also, like I tried to look this up and I couldn't really find anything about like what her ethnicity was, you know? Like I've always pictured her darker, you know, I guess she's well, depicted course. that way a lot. But then like a lot of things I found online said she was like white and a lot of them said she was like really dark. So I don't know. Hmm. I just don't wanna run into some It's apparently it's apparently it's up for debate, you know? Okay. Um, cause I know something, some things about her lineage, but, but not a lot, but I would have liked to see a darker actress because we've seen the white actresses, you know, like Elizabeth Taylor and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. It wouldn't be nice to see like a darker actress do it. Yeah. I, I agree with you there. Um, but again, this is who knows how far away until this movie actually comes out. So if it comes um, out, yeah, right. Everything's an if now. Uh, the Empty Man news. Um, big screen adaptation of Boom Studios horror comic drops trailer ahead of theatrical release. Um, Disney is opting to release 20th Century Fox adaptation of Boom Studios horror comic The Empty Man in theaters this month, ahead of the film's October 23rd theatrical release date. Yeesh. Uh, <laughs> comes the first trailer. Um, in what looks like a pretty generic and straightforward supernatural horror flick, mm, flick, uh, the Empty Man follows retired cop, cop James LaSombra as he investigates the disappearance of a group of teens from a small Midwestern town. And the trailer is indeed supernatural, pretty straightforward. Yeah. It seems okay. It looks fine. It seems cool. I mean, Cullen, um, I'm a fan of Cullen Bunn. So. I like Cullen Bunn. I don't know if this needs to be in theaters. Sure. You know, no, I think I mean, be, this would be a nice like streaming movie. I think it didn't look like something they spent any real money on. It's not going to be in theaters that long, man. I mean, it'll be. The only thing that makes me nervous is that like there's no marketing for it. Like I didn't even know this was happening until a news article. Colin, Colin Bunn tweeted like, "Here's the trailer," and then I don't know. Have you you follow him, Ron? Have you seen him like talking about this? Not at all? A, no. Other than that one tweet, like, "Hey, the movie's coming out." Next week or whatever. I was just like, oh, all right, that's cool. I wonder if he's seen it. You'd no. assume they sent him something, right? Um, the conspiracy would... theorist in me says it's he's not proud of it. Like he sure. doesn't. It's 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 very much like a Claremont talking about the Dark Phoenix movie. Oh, energy, you know, like it's it is a movie. Of, the opposite of Stephen King. Stephen King will put over every movie of his before it comes out, and then he'll bury it after it's over. I kind of like that. That's like a team player, about it you know? Yeah. yeah, Stephen King's like, yeah, Dark Tower is great. You um, know, I'm really so excited to see Roland and all the stuff on the screen. And then six months later, he's, go, he's like, yeah, that was really bad, guys. Uh, I like that. I like that attitude because it's like, why bury it before it comes out, you know? 
by right. saying it sucks. Like that kind of annoys me when I mean, do that. If Stephen King told me it sucked before the movie came out, I probably would not have seen wouldn't it. Wouldn't see it, yeah. Honestly. Probably most of his fans too. Yeah. Well, he's also proven to not necessarily know when his stuff is adapted well, right? No, I see. I think like with the shining. Well, I think he just doesn't like the shining. I think he says it's a fine enough movie, but it is not uh, the adaptation of his work that he wants. Cause he says it's, you know, too different from his book. Well, that's what I'm saying. Maybe what, so if he didn't like something that doesn't necessarily mean it would be bad. True. But if he came out on Twitter as saying something was bad, it's like, Oh, stay away (laughs) (laughs) at this point. Yeah. Um, WandaVision has been seemingly confirmed for a Disney uh, Plus debut in December. What does that mean, seemingly confirmed? That's, That's contradictory. The, well, <laughs> let's read on and find out. With the Falcon and Winter Soldier, presumably, hmm, more um, cloudy wording here, presumably pushed into 2021, WandaVision is, n- is now set to be the first Marvel Studios TV series coming to Disney Plus this year. Despite rumors that the show will be taking uh, will be with us in time for Thanksgiving, a new promo shared by the streaming service appears to indicate otherwise. As you can see uh, in this new announcement video, hyping everything that's coming to Disney Plus in November, there's no mention of WandaVision. Okay. I kind of assumed that this was the case because if it came out in November, it would be at the same time as Mandalorian, you know? Yeah, they can't do that. I think they they have such little new content that they would want to. They have to stagger it. And yeah. I think Mandalorian ends middle of December. Okay. Like either like in the teens or something. So I think it might, I think it'd be a cool like Christmas week release. Yeah. But who knows? I think it's definitely gonna be December though, unless they push it to next year, which wouldn't surprise me. Boy. Same. Um, the Batman set photo appears to confirm that Superman also exists in this DC universe. <gasps> oh my goodness. Uh, oh my wow! Oh my wow! Uh, the Batman is still shooting in Liverpool, England, and there's now been a very interesting development, confirming that the movie takes place during Halloween. A busload of extras were spotted arriving for a party on set yesterday evening, but there's one who definitely jumps out. It seems that one of the extras is dressed as Superman, something that seemingly seemingly confirms that the Man of Steel uh, exists in this world! Exclamation point. Um, this could be just a throwaway Easter egg, and perhaps the hero is only fictional in the Reeves verse. Uh, but it seems the iconic superhero lives on and uh, lives over in Metropolis. Um, There's also been a Wonder Woman since this article. Okay. No, for real. Well, I mean, I don't know why Batman and Superman. I mean, why Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman wouldn't all exist in the same universe anyway? Like, I mean, I, well, I think I maybe they thought it would be more of a Nolan approach. You know? Sure. I don't. I, I, I think I think that, that ship has sailed. I think I mean, even though um you know that they're not trying to do as hardcore of the connected connected universe like Marvel's doing, uh, they still want to have some sort of continuity between their things. Even if the Reeves verse is its own thing, you know, they gotta throw some stuff to the dartboard and I don't know. I think maybe this will this will lead to a Reeves versus Superman? Um, maybe not, but you know, if the if the Batman does well enough, they can they have something to build on. I guess. I have um, mixed feelings about it because I kind of like, I kind of like the Nolan approach in that like, there was no supernatural element to that. You know, it was like if yeah. you're gonna go for that grounded approach, which it looks like this one's doing. Like, I don't think there's gonna be like powers and stuff in it. It's weird to be like, oh, and there's also Superman. I don't know. 
Yeah, I, I get what you're but, saying because it's like at that point, like why does Batman even need to exist? Because in a real world, all you need is a, a singular Superman, Superman and you're fine. Yeah. Like if Superman exists, why does Batman need? Why does Batman? Yeah, come to be right. It's unfair to like ask for realism, but like when that's what you're presenting, right? It like throws me off a little bit. But I think it'd be cool if maybe he just went in the opposite direction and like superheroes are real and then like the batman batman's rogues gallery has powers too you know like their comic appropriate right powers because i don't feel like we've really seen that before no probably not a, probably a not little bit the, uh, tim burton movies well what about batman and robin <laughs> freeze yeah nice yeah. to meet you <laughs> chill out chill oh god chill but i mean we're not gonna see this movie for again two years we ain't gonna see nothing, <laughs> right? right. What, what but I think haters? I think things will be normal once they start coming out. So they this isn't on the news thing, but um, it's pretty major that New York they have a plan. Like Governor Cuomo announced that there's a now a plan to reopen theaters, and uh, in New York, if you are um, it was like under two percent infection rate for fourteen days, then you can open your theaters to 25% capacity. It's okay. way more strict than here, which is like, you can open it whatever to right. 75%, you know, Do whatever you want. Yeah. And it doesn't include New York city yet. Um, but there's now like at least a guideline, a path. There's like a light at the end of the tunnel for when New York can open. And then once LA opens, right. You know what? I don't know. I take it back. I take back what I said because 90% <laughs> of the theaters in the, in the U S are open. But movies are making like $3 million. Like some Liam Neeson movie came out. Every movie is making like $3 million. I think everyone who is willing it's, to go to the theaters is going and still going. And that's it. No one else is going to go. Right. It's, this, yeah. it's that same $3 million every opening weekend, I guess. I don't think there's like the magic band-aid of New York and LA opening. And then like suddenly movies make money again. I mean, so people in New York, more. a little bit, but like when you think about it, like, People in New York are number one more cautious. They're like have one of the lowest infection rates. Um, and number two, like they can't just drive to the theater like we can. Like they have to take public transportation. Right. And I don't think anyone's willing to sit on a subway, like be in a high risk situation, way higher risk than we would be for a movie. Yeah, no mm-hmm. way. I just don't think it's gonna happen. And like I saw an article that said Tenet after I think eight weeks in the theaters has still not made the opening weekend of inception wow it's just like no one wants to go like it's just not i think it's just it's not it's no longer oh well when new york and la open it's like when's there a vaccine you know this week Mm -hmm. there was uh, a a family in the store that was killing time before their movie and that was such a foreign concept to me yeah it's like oh yeah the, the theater Right uh, about that. What are you seeing? War with Grandpa. Okay, have fun. Oh yeah, I forgot that opened. De Niro. It, I don't it, even know it, what that is. It, it's a De Niro movie that it it opened number one. It dethroned Tenet. Yeah, it's like Dire the Wimpy Kid style, like a, one of those kind of movies, you know? Right. Oh. War with Grandpa. Okay. Whatever. Um, right. Michael B. Jordan teams with Reginald Hudlin to produce Static Shock movie at Warner Brothers. It's been revealed that Michael B. Jordan has signed on to produce a live-action Static Shock film at Warner Brothers through his own production company, Outlier Society. 
have I don't even know that name before. I've never heard that. Um, though the Hollywood Reporter uh, only lists Jordan as a producer, social media is already rife with takes on whether the 33-year-old Black Panther star could potentially play teenager Virgil Hawkins. Okay. Um, in a statement uh, to THR, Jordan shared his enthusiasm for the project. Quote, I'm proud to be a part of building a new universe centered around Black superheroes. Our community deserves that. Outlier Society is com- is committed to bringing to life diverse comic book content across all platforms and we are excited to partner with reggie and warner brothers on this initial step cool this is super dope now i know a lot of people love static shock and watch the show when they were kids i i just missed it i guess because i I never i never watched the show i love that show it was really good um i don't think this is worthy of getting excited for maybe i'm just a pessimistic but dc has like 500 movies in development oh it's like what are the chances that this one makes it like every time a dc movie is announced i don't i don't get excited because it's like well they're thinking about making that movie so we'll see what's the chances that a it gets made and b it's good that being said of the movies they've announced this is definitely up there like i would really want to see this and thirdly i don't think he can play He's Absolutely. definitely not He's way too old. <laughs> it's, yeah, and then they're going to cast Childish as uh, as Miles. <laughs> as Miles, yeah. Oh, uh, gosh. I remember that. Um, <laughs> I feel like it's not ageist to say that he can't play a teenager, you know? No, it's definitely not ageist. He's an adult man. Who would you want to see him as like in DC? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I guess there's Cyborg and <laughs> and John Stewart, yeah, Cyborg, <laughs> and Green Lantern. They don't yeah. have many. Yeah, that's it. Well, I mean, I mean, who else? I would like to see him in a in a superhero role. You know, I think just because he did kill longer doesn't mean he can't do it again. You know, right? Yeah. yeah I don't know. Uh, if you Google Black DC superheroes, the top answers are Cyborg, Icon, John Stewart, Static. Uh, Black Lightning, Vixen, Steel, and then it starts getting down into I don't know who these people are territory. I mean, he could he could do um. Oh, this Blade. That's my. Yeah, speaking of Vixen, that was another thing today. DC is rumored to be making a Vixen movie. I didn't put it on here because. Okay. Oh wow. Well, there's. You know what I mean? I, I'm sure there's literally yeah. a, a 25 movie long list of things they're considering. Of course, it's not worth mentioning. No. Um, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness adds, oh no, I don't know how to say this. Uh, I think it's Jotil. Jotil? Jotil? Yeah, the uh, X, the I should X have looked at that before. Um, Jotil um, Gomez. I got that one. Uh, Deadline reports that Babysitter's Club star Jotil Gomez is in the latest addition to the Marvel's cinematic universe after landing a role in 2022's Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Whatever. Um, as for Gomez, <laughs> there's no word on who she's playing, but Young Avengers uh, member Miss America Chavez seems pretty likely. Um, production on the Marvel Studios movie is set to begin once Cumberbatch is done working on Spider-Man 3, so hopefully we'll get some official news soon. Okay, um, sorry. It is Sochi. Sochi. Yeah, we were way off. My bad. Wow. Sochi. Okay. Um, she's playing America. That's not saying it like fully, but I mean it says that's the speculation. Rumored, yeah. They haven't Marvel hasn't said it, but we know yeah. America's in the movie and then they cast a young 
uh, Latina. you know, Latina actress to play yeah. her. So, um, to play somebody, don't we don't know who somebody. Yeah, it could be anyone. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. I don't know who this is, and I've never seen the the Babysitters Club. I saw. I haven't seen <laughs> from the nineties. <90s. laughs> it's a new Netflix thing that just came out. Um, like her, I okay. I sound like a broken record, but. I feel like America's kind of dark skinned, you know? Yes, definitely. Like I think of her as like dark skinned, curly hair. Mm-hmm. Right. This actress is not that. I'm sure we'll, she'll be great. She's like 14, you know, she's really young. So I don't want to be like, ah, oh, I hate her, you know? Right. But it's nothing against, it's, it's not, any it's actress would take this, this role. Yeah. Nothing against her. Um, and I'm sure she'll be great. And I like that they're going with young actors to age into it. Cause realistically, She'll be like 15 when this movie shoots, you know? Right. And then like comes out. 17, 18 when Young oh. Avengers, if they ever get to that, you know? Yeah. It's the only way to not make them, like, if they cast a 25-year-old, they'll be like 30 when Young Avenger, when they're like trying to play a Young Avenger, you know? Right. So I think this is the right course of action. She's Her, her age is appropriate. And I'm sure she'll prove me wrong with, you know, the right. characterization. Um, She-Hulk news. Um, Tatiana Moslani. Uh, Maslani uh, has denied reports that she's been cast as Jennifer Walters. Uh, we talked about this early, uh, a couple weeks ago. Earlier yep. this month, the news that Marvel and Disney Plus had found their She-Hulk broke with multiple trades, seemingly confirming that Tatiana Masli, uh, Maslani um, has been cast as the lead role of Jennifer Walters. Uh, we had all assumed that the deal was done with her uh, and was, she was officially on board. Um, Hulk actor Mark Ruffalo even publicly congratulated her on landing the part over Twitter, but the orphan black actress is now denying the reports. Quote, that actually isn't a real thing, and it's like the press release has gotten out of hand. Uh, it's totally not. I've been connected. To, it's totally not. I've been connected to these things in the past, and the press has gotten onto it, but it's not actually a thing, unfortunately. She is lying. I'm Absolutely. Sorry. Yeah, there's no, there's no way, right? <laughs> I feel like it's unfair of Marvel to be like, hey, don't talk about this. Keep it it's going to come out. Yeah, everyone knows, but de- deny, 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 you know? like What's the point? Yeah, the, I yeah. don't understand. I guess maybe they're still like in final talks, you know? Sure. Or they just want to keep it secret for some reason and make make it like a big press release when she is announced. But like the major trades, this wasn't like a Murphy's Multiverse <laughs> or whatever. Murphy's Multiverse is my favorite website. Um, it was like you know the Hollywood reporters. It was like everywhere, right. and like it's like I said, Mark Ruffalo acknowledged it. So like I don't know, lots of Marvel actors do this. Like there's a lot, there's, there's a history of them being like, I no, don't know what I you're mean, talking about. I'm not in that movie. Surprise! But the, if you see the video of this, she's actually like, I think she's showing her acting chops because it really seems like she's like perplexed by this. Well, she is a very good actress. News. She so. is, yeah. And they're putting her to work already. Right. Um, yeah, I still like that casting, though. I think she's a good good fit for it. Um, mm-hmm. So hopefully this turns out to be true. When she actually Hopefully. Is. Yeah, we'll see. Um, Spider-Man 3 news. Uh, Sony Pictures <laughs> responds to Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield casting rumors. With the news that Doctor Strange and Electro, played by Jamie Foxx, who previously starred as the villain in Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man 2, will, will be part of Spider-Man 3. Many have jumped to the conclusion 
that uh, we're getting some sort of Spider-Verse movie, live action movie that is. Um, it's certainly possible, but nothing has been confirmed at this stage. A representative for the studio has issued an expected, albeit interesting response to these rumors. Quote, those rumored castings are not confirmed. So they didn't say no. Of course not. But these these but they never say no for things like this. Even if Tatiana it is not Maslany true. did. That's, oh, that's true. Well, she's not a PR person. Yeah, they don't want to. I guess they don't want to flat out lie. I guess they want to keep some interest, but also not confirm it. I don't know. Yeah, right. but um, we've talked about this before. But I don't think we need. I we don't need this. I don't need Toby and Andrew. And no, the, I want it. I want to see it. <laughs> I don't. Know. I want. I don't. I'm want getting. It. I'm getting scared because I feel like it's another. Like, remember when Amazing Spider-Man 2 was coming out and they had, like, all these, like, Black Cat and Harry Osborn and, and Electro. And, We're going to do a Rhino and, movie. Yeah, and Rhino was in it, too. Yeah. Um, remember it just Rhino. seems like it's getting very bloated. Yeah. Uh, same with Spider-Man 3. I got triggered when you read the headline. because like, Spider-Man 3. Like, I'm, I think yeah. of the... You Toby think of the Spider-Man one? 3. Yeah. We should stop calling it that. Um, Tom Holland presents Spider-Man 3. I don't know. I think... Never coming home. <laughs> I've seen lots of rumors, quote rumors, you know, speculation that they're going to put Miles in it too, and I think I think they would do that. I'm not saying it's the right I, decision. It seems I like buy it's too it much. Miles. Yeah, I don't think he's going to get like. I feel like he needs to be the focus of that movie, and it wouldn't be if Andrew Garfield and Toby Toby McGuire are there, and Tom Holland and Electro and whoever else. Sinister and Doctor Six. Strange. <sighs> oh yeah, and Doctor Strange. Um. I don't What's know. I feel, like, but, but you're, I feel like they're like, we can do a Civil War style movie. But you're running with the assumption, right, that uh, Doctor Strange is going to sort of replace the Stan Lee role of, or like the Nick Fury role of be like post credits or sort of like traveling through and assembling. I hope that he's the through line to this. Right. Like he's like their saga scene, right? of movies. I hope that that's the case and he's not like a, a major character. Actual he can be Stark in it the amount that Tony Stark was in Homecoming. Okay, sure. Um, DC Comics announced DC Future State, a two-month event giving a glimpse into DC Universe's future. Uh, DC scrapped plans for a 5G reboot, which was set to shift the publisher's focus to a future DC Universe with new heroes taking over familiar mantles, because everybody freaked out. Um, But (laughs) fans will get an idea of what would have, of of what that would have looked like in the two month line wide event this January. DC Future State will feature a combination of monthly and twice monthly oversized anthologies, um, as well as a monthly schedule of miniseries and one shots. Um, DC Future State is going to spotlight the DC Universe's heroes in fresh new roles, with all new characters taking up their iconic mantles. Um, award-winning writers, artists, and new voice and artists with new voices from the worlds of TV, movies, and animation will assemble for the event. In March 2021, the regular DC title lineup resumes, continuing existing storylines from 2020 and introducing new arcs from the year. However, it seems likely that the characters in the titles uh, that resonate with fans and do big numbers could return. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm um, what. I assume this is born of they had a bunch of stuff made for this 5G stuff and they have nothing to do with it and they paid for it. So they have to, they need to get some money out of it, right? Yeah, I think they had plans for it. So they're like, well, let's just make it in the future. You know, that way it's like different, but you're not committing to it. 
It's like so you're not truly replacing everyone, but right. like I looked at, I actually like went through all the solicitations for all these books, uh-huh. and like y'all know I'm not a DC fan normally, but like they they got some like real people to do this, like big name talent, yeah, and, no, and artists. Is, uh, super super exciting. When I first saw it, I thought I was like, oh, here we go, because they did. Um, it sounds a lot like. Remember Convergence, where it was two. There, it was also two months, and it was two issues for each title. Yes, and they were all just like really bad. Um, <laughs> it's it's like that formula, but with top tier talent. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Like, I'll actually read some of these. I like the. I wish it was like they were fully committing, and there's a new, um, the new Batman, which I think he's rumored to be black and. There's like a Brazilian Wonder Woman. Her name's Yara Flor. And then they're making mm-hmm. the Far Sector Green Lantern. Her name's Joe. They're making her Green Lantern. And it's just Well, this is oh, yeah, this is all the five G stuff that they had already started writing and producing. You have to assume. Of course. I mean they had they had assets done for this stuff, you know. They they were we were not that far away from it actually supposed supposed happening, to be yeah. happening, right? Like months. Yeah, before the pandemic months. and Dan Didio leaving, it was like the next thing coming up, you know? Right. Yep. But I wish DC looked like what this looks like. And I'm sad that it's only two months. Like I kind of, I kind of like when events go on for a really long time. And it's um, a controversial yet brave opinion, but like, I like when it's like, this thing, this is going to last for a year, you know, like go all right. in like, like age of apocalypse did that. And right. secret wars did went for a really long time too. Like I want to have time to like get to know these characters and really like get into that world. Two months, two months doesn't would, seem like enough to me. I no. wouldn't be surprised if some of these some of this stuff sticks and stays. You know? Oh yeah, maybe for it sure. becomes its own little imprint or something. You know? I'm hoping that this is just the sampler. Like this, these two months are just like here's some cool characters, and I hope you like them because we're doing more. You know? And I hope, but there could it could be a case where they throw all this out and see what sells the best, and then. Oh, absolutely. starts working at, on it at that point, which means like it wouldn't be till like a year later that we actually see right. titles. Of them. But the designs look so cool. The artists look great. There's like a Mariko Tamaki book. There's a Jen Bartel Wonder Woman book. There's Ooh. like, and she's doing interiors also. Wow. Um, okay. Cool. Yeah. There's some really cool. I'm excited. There's some that. like top tier. I'm excited. Uh, it, I'm way more hyped for it than regular DC. Same. Um, I know what you did last summer. YA horror series in the works at Amazon. Uh, Amazon Studios is developing a new YA horror series based on the hit 90s slasher I Know What You Did Last Summer. The project hails from Sony Pictures Television and Original Film and has preacher scribe Sarah Goodman on board as writer. The 1997 original was based on the novel of the same name by Lois Duncan, Duncan um, uh, and starred Jennifer Love Hewitt, Ryan Phillippe, Sarah Michelle Geller and Freddie Prince Jr. as a group of teens who find themselves stalked by a mysterious killer a year after a fatal accident on their graduation night. The show is expected to follow the same premise. I loved these movies, but again, I was like, how old was I? 12 when this movie came out? That's like prime. Yeah, I wanted to ask you, are the sequels any good? Because I really like oh, the first one. No, they're horrible. Oh. Well, I've only <laughs> are seen there any of the same one. cast in them? No, right? Um, I think I still know what you did last summer has some returning cast, but I don't remember. I don't, I don't know how many sequels there are. That's, I only saw the second one. I think there's three movies total. Wow. Um, 
Yeah, I still know what you did last summer has um, Jennifer Love Hewitt and Freddie Prince Jr. in it, and oh, Brandy. It I'm a, I'm gonna end this podcast and go watch it. Right, what? and Mac- and, and Mackay <laughs> no, Pfeiffer. Kidding. Remember Mackay Pfeiffer? I do, I do. I don't. Re- I re- I watched the first one for sure, but I don't remember anything about it. The second, oh, the the first one uh, was very enjoyable, and the third, the second one takes place at like a resort or something. I feel like the only thing going against this franchise is that it doesn't have like a cool looking, like iconic villain. You know, it's got the hook right, the fisherman with the hook. Yeah, but, but I mean, like, it's pretty forgettable. Like he's not going to be a DLC in. Dead by Daylight. No, yep. definitely not. <laughs> no. And I think this movie also got eclipsed by, um, uh, what do you call them? Final Destination. Like, they sort of were coming around around the same time. Um, post-Scream, you know. Um, yeah, it pro- was it considered like a Scream knockoff? Do you think oh, Scream yeah, led to this? this is, it's a year after, so absolutely. Two years after, so absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a smart, I mean, smart slasher movie. Like, the kids are relatively smart. They're not as, you know, horror smart as the kids are in Scream. But uh, no, this is definitely of the new, uh, the mid to late 90s uh, slasher craze uh, that came from Scream. If this I'll watch one, it. Yeah. I mean, I'll watch this. I like, I like young uh, adult. I like horror. I like slasher. In its live action. So I'm definitely here for that. Um, and as I long as also, it's not like... It doesn't go on forever, and we never find out what they did last summer. I mean, I, we know what they did, but you know what I mean. Right. Like, I would rather it be a miniseries. I don't want it to be like... I had no idea it was based on a novel. That I read the book in middle school. That's weird, right? Yeah. I've I've never... I didn't know that. Interesting. Not a clue. Um, we'll, uh, we'll do it. We'll, we'll all read the book for the, uh, for the, for the series <laughs> um, when it never comes out. Um, Soul gets a wonderful new trailer following Disney Plus announcement. Full voice cast revealed. Following last week's big Disney Plus announcement, Walt Disney Studios has released a brand new official trailer for Pixar's next sure-to-be instant classic, Soul, which has garnered widespread critical acclaim and thus far is currently boasting a perfect 100% certified fresh on review aggregator uh, Rotten (laughs) Tomatoes. Uh, Did you guys watch the trailer? Of course. I did. Saw it. It seems interesting enough. It looks like it's going to be sad. It, it does. doesn't look a like a bit. Christmas. Kind of like uh, Coco, almost. Will Armand White like it? No, he'll hate it. No. He doesn't like movies with black leads. Oh, that's true. Um, but I haven't reviewed it yet. Yeah, well, I'm sure he'll hate it, which means it's good. Um, it looks It looks like he just dies, you know, so it's going to be sad. But it looks like maybe they're trying to get him... I think what happens is he gets in an accident, but he's not really dead. So he's trying to get back into his body. I hope that's the case. Yeah. I hope it's not just like, this is dead. It gave gave me a little bit of Coco vibes to a degree. Same, because it's kind of like exploring the afterlife in the same way. Right. Um, But more like, you know, American afterlife. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was weird when they had like that kid area in the trailer. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like, are these dead kids? Maybe yep. they're like yet to, yet to be born kids. I don't know. Oh, I was like, this is it. Might be one of those movies where, like, when you actually think about it, it's kind of dark. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, definitely. 
the easiest way i don't know if you know but you can't i'm sure no one has ever tried to do this but you can't search for critics on rotten tomatoes the easiest way to find armin white is go to get out because he's one of the only seven people to give, leave a rotten review for it so or ladybird oh yeah ladybird also i was i always do get out i was looking <laughs> to see if he reviewed anything that we saw recently uh, he hated mulan well yeah well yeah i mean <laughs> nothing wrong there you gotta get some. You gotta get some right. Yes, yeah, so, I mean exactly. Some of these gotta be right. Um, okay. Uh, anyway, Dexter news. Michael C. Hall um, led drama set to return. Seven years after Dexter Morgan went off the grid and became a lumberjack, uh, Showtime <laughs> has announced that they are reviving Dexter for a ten-episode limited series with a golden with Golden Globe winner Michael C. Hall set to return as the titular serial killer. Original showrunner Clyde Phillips, who worked on the series from its inception through the jaw-dropping season four finale, is also back steering the ship. Um, After, uh, I'm sorry, which should be welcome news as the fans and critics often consider the show's early seasons at its best. Because I believe he left Dexter and then went to go do Homeland, I think. Oh, that sounds good too. Yeah, he left Dexter to do Homeland and then he was replaced by... Scott Johansson, I think. I'm just going off of old, old memories. memories. Yeah. Um, And that's when Dexter became really spotty. But I loved Dexter. I was a weekly viewer since season one. I was Dexter. It's crazy. Yeah. I was all about it. Um, I had been watching uh, Dexter off through COVID. Oh, really? Had you seen it before? Now, yeah, I'm on. I'm on. No, we haven't watched it before. No. Oh wow. I'm on season three. Oh, with, I think. with uh Trinity with Haley. Yeah. With the Trinity. Oh yeah, with Trinity. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, man, that's so good. good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I think. I think season two is my favorite have... though. <sighs> Who was season two? Uh, well, um, the, I season know. two is the one where Dokes starts finding out about him, right? Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. That was good. And yeah. he, and I he, think he, I'm actually on season four because I'm at the. That old creepy dude. I don't remember his name. It's been a while. Oh, from um, from John Lithgow. From, you, know the, you, you know the guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's has, amazing. Has the look. Yeah. Are you going to watch all of it, Ron? I, yeah, I plan on going going back to it at some point. At it's least now you know that there will be a second chance at a good ending, because it's like notorious yeah, for having a true. terrible ending. I think season two was the Bay Harbor Butcher, or was it the Ice Truck Killer? I don't remember. Bay Harbor. Um, Bay Harbor Butcher. I show Killer was season one. Yes. Um, okay. Interesting. Um, but yeah, I'm hyped for this. I'm I'm about it. It's cool news. Because even the later seasons, which were not as good, still had lots of good elements, but particularly due to Michael C. Hall and Jennifer Carpenter. Uh they were great. Right. Um speaking of not great. Um, Monster Hunter news. Mila Jovovich plays Chicken with a Dragon in an action-packed first trailer. The first trailer for Resident Evil director Paul W.S. Anderson's adaptation of Capcom video games Monster Hunter is now online, featuring some exciting footage um, of Mila Jovovich <laughs> facing massive beasts. Cool. The cast in this movie is spot on. How many Paul Anderson directors are there? Yeah, no, this movie looks terrible. This movie's gonna be atrocious. Um, it looked nothing like the video game Monster Hunter. Yeah, no, it looks like the the swords from the game. You see, they had the yeah, yeah, the the monsters. The CGI looks okay. That's all I'll say. 
the only thing uh, I positive thing I could say about this. Well, it's coming out in theaters this year, right? Actually, yeah, it's supposed I, to be in December. I totally believe it. Actually, I believe this one will stick to its release date. <laughs> it's got to be a terrible one. This yep. is what's going to revive the theater industry. This is it. It's it's not going to be Wonder Woman. It's going to be this. Um, Furiosa spinoff um, is a go at Warner Brothers with Anya Taylor Joy, Chris Hemsworth, Yahya Abdul Mateen uh, will star in this movie. Or uh, yes, um, Mad Max Fury Road director George Miller recently confirmed that he is planning a Furiosa centric prequel that'll focus on a younger incarnation of the one armed warrior before she came a Morton Joe's most feared imperator. Um, and Deadline now reports that the spinoff will officially be a go at Warner Brothers. The trade also confirms uh, quite a few casting rumors that have been doing the rounds, uh, as Anya, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy uh, will indeed play the younger version of Furiosa, while Chris Hemsworth and Yaya Abdul-Mateen will join her in undisclosed roles. Cool. Should I watch this movie? The yes. Original? Well, yes, it's so good. Will Ron like it? Yes, he will. Well, unless we put it over too hard. Yeah, that's that that you run that risk. It sucks. It sucks, Ron. <laughs> You'll hate it. Don't watch it. I'll watch it at some point. I'll let y'all know. Watch it before this one. So in, within the next five years. Bet. Easy. Um, um this I'm, would be I'm a good theater watch. Like if you were to do a bring your own mo- movie to the theater pandemic watch, this would be the, the one. Would be a new one. Oh, mm-hmm. absolutely. And you do not need to see, not need to see the first one. Oh no, the first Mad Max. It has nothing to do with it. Oh, they're not the same yeah, continuity, right? They are technically, but who cares? Really? Yeah, from what Gross. I understand. But like, it doesn't uh, matter. Like, they're not. I'm still against this movie because I think Charlie Theron should be in it. But yeah, I don't but think we need a. I know her story that. wrapped up. Like, they shouldn't do a sequel. But she could play like Furiosa a few years before the events of Mad Max. You know, it doesn't have to be like teen Furiosa. Maybe she's Furiosa's mom. Ugh, I hate it when they do that. <laughs> right? That's like it's the classic. Um, and I don't want Chris Hemsworth in this. I, I know he's in everything. Y'all are against it, but like, what has he been in other than Thor that like he was good? Snow White and the Huntsman. Hello. That he uh-huh. suck. He sucks the air out of every movie, like in a bad way. Ghostbusters. Okay, he was okay in that. There you go. You get one. Yeah, but he was like playing. He was playing himself. He's playing a himbo, you know? Yeah. Which is <laughs> appropriate. He's probably going to be serious in this movie. Um, yeah, definitely he's going to be serious in this movie. I've never... You know, he was good in that race car movie. Or oh, he was, Rush? Okay, Premium well, he Rush? Was, what was it? Was, no, no, that's, that's Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, Rush yeah. is the car movie. Premium right, right. The bike movie. I like the bike movie. I, I don't know if he was good. He, good. he wasn't bad in that movie at the very least. He was not. He was not. I, I take back what I said. I'm sure he's good in some things, but I'm just, for some reason, picturing Men in Black slash... Bro, he was like, good in Men in Black. Uh-huh. Anyway, next story is... Uh, anyway, dis- okay, but anyways, uh, Disney shifts focus to streaming in response to COVID-19 with theatrical releases no longer a priority. Um. The world has changed thanks to COVID-19, and regardless of when a vaccine is introduced, the movie industry is never going to be the same. That's emphasized by the fact that Disney has decided to shift its focus, no longer making films with the assumption they're going to receive a theatrical release. Instead, they'll go wherever the studio decides is is the best fit for them. Quote, 
what we want to do is leave it to a group of folks who can see it objectively. Disney Disney CEO Bob Chapek uh, said in an October 12th interview with CNBC, uh, we want to make the optimal decision for the company as opposed to somehow have it predetermined that a movie is destined for theaters or the TV show is destined for ABC. Uh, the company's stock increased uh, by 5.4% after this news broke. And as Chapek explains, consumers are going to lead us in, in the way that they make their transactional decisions. Transactional decisions, okay. Um, yeah. Meaning spend their money, right? Right, um, right now, they're voting with their pocketbooks, and they're voting very heavily towards Disney+. Plus. What we want to do is make sure they're going to go that way, make sure that we're going to go the way that consumers want us to go. Um, that's yeah. good, I guess. I mean, I mean, I, I feel like nothing is going to really change, right? I mean, like they're still going to put movies out in theaters. I don't so. know what he's trying to say. He's, like, he's trying. They're going to gonna say, do a focus group after they make a movie, and if it's bad, it goes to Disney Plus. I mean, basically, right? That's what I'm hearing. And also, he's saying like, "Oh, everyone's voted with their pocketbooks." It's like. Well, what else would we vote vote for other than Disney Plus? Like, we're not going to... Sorry, we didn't go see New Mutants. You know? I mean, we did, but you know what I mean? Like, if people are scared for their lives, it's not like we're, like, voting with our money right now. Right. Right. It has nothing to do with, like, that I did or did not want to see New Mutants. Like, let's start with you giving me that Lizzie McGuire show you promised. Wow. (laughs) And then we'll talk about all your movies that you want to dump onto the platform. Hashtag Dylan Remembers. I do think there is like a, t- I do remember they <laughs> shot it and everything. They started shooting it and then they stopped. Anyway, um, Triggered. the, the tidbit about, or that a TV show is destined for ABC. I think that's like pretty solid confirmation that it's not just gonna be like a kid's streaming. Right. You no, know, like I think they're definitely putting a adult or, you know, less family oriented spin on it because ABC shows are not that. So, I think that's interesting that they're considering everything for Disney Plus, which I think is what they should end to begin with. Yeah, I agree, and I think that that's um, probably for the best, honestly. Um, but anyway, I think that does it for our news here. Um, so let's talk about Netflix's The Haunting of Bly Manor. The reason we're here. Um, spoilers for The Haunting of Bly Manor. We'll try not to spoil everything. But, you know, if you haven't seen it or you care, um, you know, why you Come back. Come back. Come back to the yeah. Show. yeah. Pause come back it. Go watch and come back real quick. Yeah. Go. Come back at the last 15 minutes of the show. <laughs> right. Um, all right. So let's talk about pre-hype for this. Um, I, well, I, the trailer looked really good. As did the trailer for Haunting a Hill House. And I famously have yet to watch that uh, for no real good reason. Um, I really, I really can't explain why I haven't. You played yourself. I did, and now, now I'm going to watch it for sure. Um, yeah, boy. Spoilers. This was really good. Um, but what about you, Dylan? Were you hyped up for this? My hype was through the roof. I love Hill House. It's my favorite horror show, and um, I don't know the trailer didn't really hype me that much because they don't show anything, you know. Yeah, just kind of they kind of give you a taste of the atmosphere, but that was enough to get me excited, especially now in this drought of content. I was looking forward to something good, Um, so I was very hyped for it. Ronnie boy, same with Dylan. I love Hill House. Hill House is fantastic. 
uh, you know, I, the trailer didn't do much, but it did what it needed to. For Not the, just Hill House. Haunting of, for the haunting Con- of. Hype. I also like just Mike Flanagan and Dr. Sleep, which a lot of people didn't like, but I thought he did great yeah. there too. So I, like I think he's all. like, he's the most exciting, like up and coming uh, horror director for me. So that, like that added to it too. He's going to be the next Ari Aster. <gasps> um. Anyway, so yeah. Uh, anyway, this movie, uh, this series came out October ninth. It's very recent, um, and is sitting currently at an eighty-six percent um, tomato meter, sixty-one percent average audience score. And again, that's kind of tough uh, with uh, how dare they with Rotten Tomatoes with TV. Um, top critics is only seventy percent. Um, which is how dare they? Just kind of they wild. don't know what's good. They don't. Um, starring uh, Victoria Pedretti as Danny Clayton, Oliver Jackson Cohen as Peter Quint, Henry Thomas, uh, Amelia Eve, Tania Miller, uh, Rahul Coley, and some others, I'm sure. Everyone um, on the show is beautiful. Right. <laughs> so uh, you said that some of the cast returns. Who's who's old? from? Who Vic- else? Victoria Pedretti, the main um, – she played Danny. Mm-hmm. She's from. She has a. I don't want to spoil it. She has a role in Hill House. Okay. She's in most episodes. Um, and the dad is uh who played Henry. He was in Hill House. So is Oliver Jackson Cohen who played Peter. Okay. Um, and the. You said we're spoiling, right? The yeah. The older version of Jamie who's telling the story. She was one of the main characters of Hill House. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And lastly, the woman who played the, what was her name? The lake, like what was her official name? The woman, the lady of the lake or something. Yeah. The, Oh, yeah. Uh, the lady, the, Oh, the lady of Bly, right? Is that just what they called her? Kate. Yeah. Siegel? The lake lady. Viola. Yeah. Kate Siegel. She's um, everyone I just named is basically the family from Hill House. It's like a sibling, a, a group of siblings. And okay mother and father um so anyway um i started watching this before we even recorded our Monsterland episode i finished Monsterland uh and then hopped onto this and was immediately just like relieved because Monsterland <laughs> was so soul-sucking um and this was just instantly great i really really enjoyed the show um not to completely bury the lead and you know tell you how it felt, but I thought this was really phenomenal. Um, and I'm sure I'll like Hill House even better because of what Dylan has said and others. Maybe. It, it's different. I like that it's not um, like a, the same thing. Like, oh, let's just do Hill House again, but when a new house, you know? It's very different than this one. It's mm, it's a lot different. scarier. The The story is completely different. Hill House is scarier. Hill House is is much scarier. Um, Yeah, this isn't really all that scary. I mean, which is unfortunate because I like Hill House more than this. Unfortunately, that's fine. I think that's what most people think. I can't decide. I'm not saying I like this. I like this. This, I think I might like the story here better, and I like the I like the ending of this one a lot more than the ending of Hill House, which we won't Mm -hmm. talk about. But Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I keep going back and forth. I think maybe in like five years I'll decide, but it, I think, it's just I not think for it's, me. Go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, Ron, go ahead. No, 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 uh, no. You first. 
<laughs> Thank you. Um, I think it's, I think the scares are more paced throughout uh, Hill House, which okay. I think it it's not. Bly Manor is a little slower for me. It's definitely slow. Yeah, like the first couple, and it's all not set up, but it's all uh, playing interactions with all the. Char- the it's character building. It's char- yeah, it's all character building, character interactions and stuff, which is great because they're all good. Like even the kids were great. Yeah, the, I will say this is more character driven. Yeah, this is definitely more character driven. But I don't know. But I liked all the characters. I like. I did too. I don't know, everyone was likable in their well, pretty much everyone was. Everyone likeable was in their own way. perfectly splendid. Perfectly, perfectly <laughs> splendid. Yeah, most definitely. I hated that little girl. I'm sorry. At first, <laughs> especially, I was like, if she says perfectly splendid one more time, oh, she's great. Little kid they, ex- she's great. they explained why she does that, thankfully. But I was like, good oh, God, yeah. I can't stand her. I don't like little kids who act like adults. You know, without right. without explanation, the show is not that. Sure, sure, they, sure. There is a reason they're doing that, but I just don't like that in general. So when it started, I was like, "Ugh, here we go." But my standout was uh, Tania Miller. I thought she was great. oh man and, as Hannah. She oh, was like, Hannah, "Who is yeah, she?" Hannah was great. I know. Um, I was like, "Can she be Storm?" So huh. what was really weird to me is that um, Flora, the girl—I'm sorry, I don't know the actress's name—looks girl. very similar to Lori's. Uh, niece, like, oh, real. like, real similar. Interesting. <laughs> Enough yeah. that Lori was watching, walking by the TV, goes, "That's really weird." Halloween idea. Yeah, right. Uh, um, Halloween idea. Like, that's that's like a child. <laughs> <laughs> like, here's this is not a great picture. I'm sending it to the group chat, but like, it's pretty similar. Um, but. I I I thought the kids did great too, and normally, oh, wow. and normally I don't praise the kids in movies, you know, like um, the, the kids really in Hill House were really good too. The kids something in about, Hill House were really great. Something about Mike Flanagan, I think, gets the either he casts them really well or he gets like good performances out of them. Um, yeah. He's talked a lot about it, um, about how he works with kids. Um, I thought he did that well in Doctor Sleep, also, but how he mm. just kind of he has an approach where he just kind of treats them like everyone else in the cast and he's not like okay now you're gonna do this sweetie you know like he just kind of right. is like all right now go over here and do this you know and they respond well to that so it's okay. pretty interesting treats yeah. like just another like a, a member of like, the- a, per- like a person you know mm-hmm. like a, a, a pet but um yeah so i i i thought this this show really did you have a particular episode that was your favorite? Mine would have been five. I was, don't remember the episode breakdowns. The Hannah, the Hannah episode. That was episode five. Was really good. Okay. That, yeah, was, that was great. That was my favorite. That, that was when the show really just. That's like, when the show started right. for me. Yeah. That's why I was like, really? all right, I'm in this. Yeah. I mean, I, like loved, I, said, I loved it all the way through, but like number five, it's like, whoa, okay. Now we're getting think, like some plot. Yeah, yeah. I think that's when like the payoff starts with everything right. you know because it's all reward, yeah. for sure you start figuring more about what's going on in that one for sure yeah right um and i also thought it was really interesting that the main villain is sort of more or less disposed of in the second to last episode and the last episode is a wrap-up yeah, yeah. That was interesting. Less, which is not what i expected that's like oh 
they solved the problem. Right. Less. We still got a whole episode though. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what's yeah. this last episode gonna be? That's that's how it was earlier today. I like that because I don't like how there's often horror movies just end and when nothing they else. do the thing you don't find out like the ramifications right. of it. Because they so right. we are spoiling it. Obviously, this is a pretty large spoiler. So uh, if you care, please don't listen. Um, but like the the whole thing with her looking back and seeing the reflection of the lady in the lake. Many, many movies and TV shows have ended with stuff like that. Like, oh, we defeated her, but I looked in the water and I saw the reflection back at me. Right. And then, and then you left to wonder what happens for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. You know. And then and that's what we got to see episode nine, and that was amazing. Right. That's what and we I got loved to see. it. It was really good. But uh, they do that a lot, like with the villains. Like they in the first episode, you think it's going to be one person, right? Who um, Danny keeps seeing, and then it's not. And then in the second episode, right. they introduce someone else who you think is going to be the villain throughout, and then he dies. You know, right. he he's yeah. in the rest of the show as a ghost, but you're like, oh, it's not him either. So yeah. there's not really, I don't think there's like a pure like antagonist to the story. You know, no, I mean, even even the lady in the, in the other, yeah, other than her, is, yeah. even her though, like she is not the antagonist until the last couple of episodes. You know, right. like you don't mm-hmm. you don't know her deal. You don't even know you don't even know anything about her. You know, she's uh, she's essentially a new character when she's introduced. Um, and that episode was great, too. Um, yeah, that was a good one. I I loved this show. Um, and I I already liked Mike Flanagan. Oh, we're getting like Echo again. Oh, here we go again. <laughs> um, of something. Who knows? Yeah. He did uh, yeah. Gerald's Game. I want to watch that. I still haven't seen that. Gerald's Game. That's a Stephen King adaptation. I don't think I watched mm-hmm. that one. Oh no no no! I did the one the, the one where um, she's like kidnapped to the bed, or not kidnapped to the bed, uh, handcuffed to the bed. Excuse me. Have you seen Hush? Either of you heard of that movie? Uh, which uh, I've seen a movie called Hush that came it, out in the '90s with Glenn Close. This one came out in 2016. Right. Okay, no, I've never seen. That. Um, it starts Kate Siegel. Oh, that's the deaf girl, right? Yeah, she. It's like a yeah a I, deaf I woman in a house, and it's just an invader, and it's really really good. I forgot all about that movie until I just. Looked up, looked him up on Rotten Tomatoes, but oh, he, he directed that, that too. one too. Yeah, that one's really good. So, so it's funny. Everyone talks about this 2016 movie Hush, and I see it has a 93 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm sorry, I said Glenn Close. There's a 1998 movie called Hush that I saw in theaters that has a 12 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That that's my <laughs> that that's what I'm thinking of when everyone says Hush. I'm like, it was fine. Like, why is everyone talking about Hush? And then it took me a really long time to realize you need a new touchstone for that. For that Dude, word. It was Jessica Lang and uh, Gwyneth, Gwyneth Paltrow. I mean, that's a good cast. I liked it, but um, anyway, um, but anyway, Hill House or uh, Blind Manor. Blind Manor. Um, I, I, I really loved it. I think that I think episode five. If you have to, it's really, it's not like Monsterland where it's like episodic that uh. Each episode is a standout or whatever, um, but I think five and nine really do stand out as their own. But as a whole, it's it's top tier for me. Yeah. Were you guys happy with the way it ended, or in or what, in no. what capacity? With Were like you satisfied the, by it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I thought it was definitely. good. I thought it was very good. I think that's one one of the main complaints with it is that it has. I think it has kind of like a gray. Like it's not like a fairy tale happy ending, but it's like kind of happy, but kind of sad at the same time. You know, it's like a gray area. People didn't like that. 
Well, I mean, that's what I mean. Um, Pan's Labyrinth ends that way, and I love the ending of Pan's Labyrinth. Um, you know, uh, spoilers for Pan's Labyrinth, but like the girl dies at the end of the movie, but she gets to live on forever in the fantasy world. But no one on Earth knows that. Like, it's a, it's, it's either a tremendously sad ending or also happy. You know, she gets mm-hmm. to go be queen of this area, and I think this sort of hits that same sort of vibe, not with the same premise at all, but like um, same sort of energy you know uh an ambiguous ending not not ambiguous but like um i don't know what the word i'm looking for is but it would i think they'd be doing a disservice to it if they're like oh she absorbed a spirit but they lived happily ever after you know like oh absolutely i'm glad they explored what happened after that and it is nice like like just have to point out that i haven't Maybe I have. I'm sure there's examples that I'm not thinking of, but I haven't seen like a TV show with a like a LGBT romance at the forefront of it. That's not like making a big deal out of it. You know what I mean? Or, right. right, 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 right. Or and not like played for laughs either. Like you know. And... Yeah, it wasn't a joke. It was taken seriously, and it was like just treated like any other. There's lots of romance in this show, actually. Um, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I've seen it described as a gothic romance, which I think is accurate. It's about a scary. Michael and I were saying is Crimson Peak, like it's spooky yeah. atmosphere, but it's not like I know Michael hates Crimson Peak, but you know what I mean. Right. The tone is similar, you know? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like a spooky backdrop, but it's a romance. I think that's what this is. There's like three romances in it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um Is there is there gonna be more of this? And wait, Mike Flanagan did season one as well, right? Yeah. So okay. I hope he does the next season. I don't see why, why he wouldn't, right? Netflix better throw money at him. And so I think I talked about this last week. I was like, how are they going to release this? Like, is it going to be like under haunting of Hill house season two or, uh, but but they now have a, have it as the haunting collection. I don't know if you noticed that. I did not. Oh, it looks like its own thing on mine. It is. It is. on. It is its own thing, but they also have the haunting collection, um, which that's cool. Both under the same banner. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. I like that. Um, I hope the this trend continues and that we get something different, but also a haunted house storyline, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this seems to be like, well, again, it's only two seasons, so it's hard to say, but sort of like American Horror Story, but... Um, but better. But significantly better. Um, and I like bits of American Horror Story. Me too. I like, I used to really, really, really like American Horror Story, and now I watch the first few episodes of every season in Bale. Um but I keep trying. Um, Horror TV is, seems to be hard. Um, you know, uh, it's, it it's is, more yeah. bad than good. I mean, I loved Hannibal. Uh, and Dexter, if Dexter counts. Yeah, I was like, are you counting Dexter? Yeah. I don't uh, think Dexter counts. D- Dexter is a, is a drama with horror elements. Sure. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. H- Hannibal's horror. I think. Well, actually, I don't even know. Hannibal's more like. I don't know. What was that Exorcist prequel? Oh man, I loved oh, that. Right. I loved that first season. The first that season, was, yeah. yeah. What was that? That is called Exorcist. It's just called The Exorcist, I believe. On was Fox. it? Was it? Yeah, we talked about that, didn't we? we do did. a show on it? We might have, Michael. Unless we we were watching it for sure. You and I were watching it, and I know we've talked about it on the show. Right. Because that big reveal in season one is wild. Yeah, at the end. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I love that se- that first season and the second did, one. Did you watch season two? I did. It was. I okay. still enjoyed it, but it's bad. 
Um, I didn't watch. Okay. Two. <laughs> I didn't watch season two either. It's bad. Um, I but horror it. horror shows are hard. You're right. Yeah, they they are because you it's it's not like a movie, you know, where you have to keep the tension where you have a specific mm-hmm. amount of time. It's just you have to keep this tension building over the course of like twelve hours or nine. Right. Hours in this case, right. And it's so bleak that like people want a payoff pretty quickly. Like you don't want to have to wait yeah. that I, I long. Stephen King. Um, I don't know the quote directly, but he said something along the lines of horror fiction is best in a short story in short form, implying short stories. He was referencing short stories, not novels. Um, but I think that holds true for, um, uh, TV as well. Like I think, um, or for movies as well, it's very hard to do, um, good horror TV because the best things are the movies because they're shorter. Um, But but when you do it right, it's like when you do a horror novel yeah. right, it's really good. Yeah, do a horror TV show right, it's really good. How are you gonna say that and then write a four hundred page? Right, then write a well. But he okay, right, you say that, but he he also has like twelve or fifteen short story collections that are fantastic, and most of these Stephen King adaptations are based off of his shorts, his short work, not his novels. That's true, I guess. Um. Um, but anyway, when are you gonna start watching Hill House, man, because I'm kind of excited for you. I want to rewatch it, it. It depends. It depends on honestly when we are gonna do Avatar. Because I gotta, I gotta. Uh, I, yeah. I, I, I'm not looking forward to watching Avatar season two. Um, <laughs> but just watch Hill House instead. Okay, bro, let's just do a Hill House episode. I don't care. Whatever. I mean, I'm down. <laughs> Halloween month two in November. This let's whole go. this whole year is a horror anyway. Am I right? Right. Let's do horror year. <laughs> this is going to become the horror podcast next year. But for real, Hill House is fantastic. I mean, I'll do. Let's let's do it. It's not themed around the holiday, right? There's not like a Christmas dinner or a Thanksgiving meal or anything like that in Hill House. No, I can't remember. Dang, I don't think so. It's not like a, it's not like how Die Hard's got the Christmas, you no. know, energy. It's centered around a funeral. There's nothing. Okay. That is true. But funerals every month. Ah, <laughs> yeah, okay. that was very bleak. A, I'm sorry. Yeah, way to go, Ron. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> um. Anyway. Um. I think. Yeah. No. We'll, we'll definitely we'll do it. We'll do a Hill House review. I'm sure the people the people want to hear it. The people want me to see this this show. Um, and I'll watch it. it. Gives me gives me a reason to prioritize it. Um. We don't rate TV uh, the same way we do movies. Uh, I would just say it's definitely worth a Netflix sub. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Watch it. I, and I would totally Watch buy it. Well, no, that's a lie. I'll say I'd buy the Blu-rays, but I wouldn't because um, I don't buy them anymore. But I would, yeah. if it went off of Netflix, I would buy it digitally if that was a thing. Watch it. Watch them both. Watch the Haunting Collection. Watch it. In either but, order. You can do yeah, you don't, need to, you don't need to do... Um, one before the other, I don't believe. I mean, I haven't seen Hill House, but I would say probably watch Bly first since it is less scary. You can work into the scary, you know. Uh, that's true. That's that's no, nothing will prepare you for that scare, boy. I can't wait. It's good. It's good. It's real good. I was telling Michael it was one of the few things that like, like now that I'm an adult, I don't really get scared, but like it did make me a little bit nervous Dude. at night. And I think gave me some nightmares. Not like oh, that's awesome. terrors like a kid, like, but it disturbed was, my was, sleep. I don't the know. Neck lady or whatever. The bent neck lady. Bit neck. Thank you. Dylan. And let's oh. not talk about her at all. No, no, no. no that's it. <laughs> I, I don't know the last time I've been scared 
by uh you know entertainment um sure. yeah, it's not counting while. not counting like in the seat at the moment this moment is giving me tension right not sure, counting sure, sure. That. right I'm talking about after the lights are back on right am i thinking yeah, no, about it's, it? I'm uh, still scared yeah it's it's that uh, yeah i'm hyped let's let's do it Michael, um, did you notice any hidden monsters in this oh, or hidden ghosts? Oh, there's, there's ghosts everywhere. Yeah. There's hidden ghosts everywhere. I need, I need to find a compilation. I haven't yeah, I always, I always New Rockstars did one. I didn't watch always. it, but it popped up on my recommendations. But uh, yeah, no, I, I saw them everywhere. Like, you know, in backgrounds, there's just like ghosts walking everywhere. Um, but was, you get a lot of Viola walking around. Um, oh, for real? Didn't notice. Yeah. I kept noticing the... Um, I can't remember. The doctor. What, what are they called again? The, the plague doctor? The plague doctor, yeah, with that mask. I kept seeing that places. It's like, oh, there he is again. Yeah, um, it was really cool. Um, so atmospheric, so good, so so good. If you've listened to this whole thing, we haven't even really spoiled it too bad, other than no, no. I think we've done a good job of talking about it, but not spoiling it. We've spoiled we've spoiled some of it, but um, we haven't spoiled it like beyond watchability. They don't know how it ends. That's true. That's true. Um, hundred percent worth your time. Anybody else have Most, anything they want to yeah. add to it? Why is it a 61? That's what I want to know. Because people are stupid. Yeah, they tripping. I guess what horror isn't divisive, you know? Hill House has 91 uh, audience. and I think people may have been disappointed that it wasn't as scary. That's scary? Yeah, I can see that. I guess. Um, Real good, though. Oh, he directed Oculus? I loved Oculus. Oculus, that's with Karen Gillan, right? Yes, I loved that movie. That was a good movie. It has a terrible ending, but I loved the movie. Um... Okay. My my closing argument for the show would be no, no, not really. I just think the cast. I feel like we didn't talk about the cast at all, and I think I want them all to get Emmy noms, especially Victoria Pedretti. I thought she was so good. She was a Tania. She's playing a silly, like cartoony character, kind of, but like, right, so likable. You know, someone you really didn't want to die. Hannah Gross, uh, Tania Miller was very good, very good. Tania Miller is real. I really hope she. You know, breaks out from this, and I and I'd never seen Rahul Kohli before, the guy that played Owen, but I liked him he a lot. He was in a, he was good. I Zombie, I Zombie. Yeah. Oh, I didn't watch that. And Oliver Jackson Cohen is a. Uh, did he you recognize him? Familiar. He's the he was the Invisible Man. Yep. Oh, he was. He, was. he plays that kind of like, jerk really well. I guess. This looks like know? British Jake Gyllenhaal to me. <laughs> or like okay. sharp, I will say, Jake Gyllenhaal. I would take away his nom only because that accent was like a little much for me. Okay. It was fake. And I was like, that's fake, right? And I looked it up and it was like, it was. And it just felt like it was a little over the top. Oliver Jackson Cohen, the guy we were just talking about, all of his yeah. tomato meters. The only freshes are both hauntings and Invisible Man. Everything else is rotten. Well, he's like pretty new, right? Sure. But, um, yeah. you're right, though. Yikes. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, no, definitely go see this movie. 100% worth your time. It's fantastic. Or not movie, TV show, whatever. Watch it. Watch all of it. Binge it all. if you can. Don't don't try to do one episode You know, every couple of days. Multiple at once is the way to go. On yeah, multiple at once for sure. For sure. But anyway, um, that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you all so much for downloading us. We really appreciate your support. Later, guys. It's Ron. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. We'll see you next time.